0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Eric Antonio Benitez. Eric, thanks so much for talking with me
1: today. Thank you for having me. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, thanks. Um, Enjoying the cool weather. So it's it's August 16th, right, 2022. Uh, You just had some works in a show. Uh, so let's let's jump into you know in, in the show I'm of course thinking of is at Selena's Mountain, a country made of ice cream, a group show. But I I'd like to talk about what you're working on right now, what's happening at the moment. I know you're you're doing a few things, right?
1: Yeah. So um, the most I guess current thing is um, I've just been kind of working for the past year or so on uh, completing my thesis installation. Um, which I'm sort of still playing with the titles, but uh it's kind of might be called um uh, the Masters University, which is based on this sign that I saw um here over in uh in in uh, California and- Cal- Valencia uh so currently I'm going to CalArts. and um so I've just been kind of working on some stuff within installation and painting sculpture, video, and sort of creating a fusion between all those uh, mediums and playing with ideas of, like, mythology and sort of this contrast between, like, virtual and physical space and uh, where that meets uh, contemporary culture and identity and, and things of that nature. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of pulling from uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces you're um, familiar with that book, and, sure. Joseph Campbell's uh, book, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a, a lot of the recent work I've been kind of interested in is a lot of like mythology-based. So a lot of stuff that I guess I'm pulling from references are like sci-fi movies, animation, um, fantasy, video game culture, uh, contemporary music, and just like kind of that play between. Like the macro and micro moments, um, and how they, how something personal can reflect something uh, universal and, and within, like things of human condition and whatnot. And let's
0: let's so to, to, to get further into that, um, without even talking about just the mediums, video or or, or, or other things, um, how does that how, how does in, in that research also working with mythology um, interface with, you know, identity politics and, 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 and pronouns. Um, you, of course, use they, them. How, how does how does this affect that or some of that research, some of that mythology? Because I can imagine some things, but but how are you framing that in a, in a contemporary context? Or if, if that does enter into it, you mentioned a little
1: bit about identity in that. Yeah, I guess it's just like, um, you know, that sort of that idea of, Carving your own lane or making your own space, or um, I guess something I've been keep coming back to is uh, the idea of, of world building and, uh, and directly referencing uh, video games and all these other movie genres that I was talking about and how um, you know they these these spaces are creating sort of this alternative of like you know what we're used to in in a in a more curated framed world or, um, you know, what have you, like in terms of having to meet the status quo and where you can, I think that's one of the, the great things about, you know, music and art is that you can create your own space that where that space is not given and especially for like more cultural dominant narratives that exist and um, and I think that's kind of, uh something that's that's been kind of rippling i've noticed that within just in general like contemporary art um, folks you know wanting to push outside of you know what these 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 systems that have already been i guess existing for a while and maybe a little outdated
0: you mean outdated in terms of, uh, like, the mythology, the, the, the stories? Are these stories updated, or, or or is it integrating with more things? How does this kind of, like, manifest? Is it is it in something like one of your videos, like Icarl, or uh, that series? Or what would be an example of how some of that um, is articulated in your work?
1: So... I've Maybe like one of the pieces that um, is called Poetry for 12 Cave Paintings. Um, so that was, uh, the, the title already itself is like a direct reference to uh, the, a John Cage piece, Music for 12 Musicians. And if, if, you, if you remember from the paintings, there's a lot of uh, different symbols that are coming from like Eastern and Western cultures. Some of them, are more current, some of them are almost ancient-like, like cave paintings. and So just kind of, like, trying to push... With this piece specifically, I'm thinking about time and how, uh, you know, in, in a lot of, like, Western systems and cultures, like, we think about time as this linear idea. Uh, but in other, you know, tr- like, ancient cultures, they see time as more of, like, a spherical... Thing that occurs and so just kind of like playing with that idea a little bit and getting out of these these frameworks that like have have you know held a lot of the way things are organized in reality um, so I was just thinking you know just like putting in all these different symbols and objects in this piece that become almost uh timeless like where you don't know where what you're looking at and like the hen, the hand from that's in the center is uh is a direct reference to the story of Milarepa which is like a guru from um ancient times like in I believe I believe the mythology comes from Hinduism if I'm not mistaken or somewhere around there and Basically, the story is that there's this guy who is, is like, gifted, um, and his family kind of used his, his powers sort of as, like, a greed um, action versus, like, kind of basically manipulating him. And he realizes, like, the harm that has happened. And so he retreats from his, his village and kind of just goes and hides away in these caves and it's just basically meditating for a long time. And um, through these meditations, he's able to kind of push himself outside of the the boundaries of, of what reality he's, he's been taught to experience or, or he's been able to sort of change his perspective a little bit to the point where he's able to defy sort of certain physics that exist. Um, so... And there's these caves that they say that you can still see the print of his hand when he was showing his disciples how he was pushing through, through the, the cave with just, like, his own strength and not, like, and being able to tap into something that's, like, almost in a higher dimension. And he's able to leave a print and sort of speaking of, you know, pushing these, these ideas and boundaries of how we experience reality. And I guess like in a way, like this is sort of in a nutshell what I'm playing with is, is always like this this sort of back and forth tension kind of similar to uh if you've seen Pan's Labyrinth, uh there's like the whole story is based on this this uh individual kid who is sort of experienced their reality through um this very visceral wartime Uh, all these things are happening but at the same time uh, her imagination is also creating this other world and in a way that's sort of what i'm kind of playing with is pulling from things that exist or that i experience in in uh in reality but also playing with the imagination and sort of creating these new worlds new experiences uh letting the imagination play within that and yeah, and then these things are just manifesting out of it.
0: I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And and so, how? What what are you working on now that that revolves around that? Is there a a video and installation, painting, sound work, all of those? Like, what are what are the different things that that you're doing at the moment?
1: Yeah, to,
0: to make that happen. So,
1: yeah. um, I guess in some spectrum, a lot of the ideas um, i'm thinking about and have been for a while is uh it's based on like travel experiences and just sort of uh so like my my background is uh, my my family's uh cultural background is salvadorian and so in part of like the research of you know this historical uh research there's all these gaps of just like missing history or you know, this ambiguity that exists. And um, so in a way I'm using, you know, different performances and like specifically music and actual like uh, dance and movement performance and collaboration as a way to sort of create uh, new ideas of rituals and uh, sort of these like ceremonial experiences, but also keeping in mind in a way that can be um, in a way that's broadened and not so specific to where it becomes exclusive. So I'm thinking about, like, you know, these new ideas of, uh, of, of what ritual means and how to pull from that. So specifically there's a, a piece that I'm working on. I'm still in the pre-production phase, but um, it's going to involve, like, nine to 12 dancers. And uh, we're going to do this sort of choreographed uh, dance performance that's taking place at the Salt Flats in Utah. And I'm hoping to start shooting this fall. Uh, But the performance is going to be sort of a half choreographed, half improvised. Um, And I'm working with some composers to make a score. And it's, it's kind of like about this sort of relationship between the body and the land and how they're, where they intersect and how um, you know in a way getting back in touch into nature is sort of this like in a way like a progressive uh, way of just dealing with the earth and being more aware and mindful of it and uh, within this is just sort of playing back and forth with uh, it, it, kind of like in a poetic way of, of just just the parallels between how our bodies and the body of the earth is like basically the same thing in a way, but we still have our I guess binary experience from it. But being able to kind of create an abstraction where it, it's it's beyond just like how kind of like how I was talking about earlier of not thinking so much as like a An idea of individualism or binary but more of like a fusion of everything and how things are just just the connections and where things intersect um, and building on those relationships
0: that's really interesting and so so this performance this will turn into a film and um, and what's in this performance is a number of dancers is there sculptural elements like what else is happening there that sounds yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm i like, actually not going to be in the performance. I'm going to be more directing it and working with uh, a dancer who's we're going to choreograph the piece together, and then they're going to uh, work with the rest of the dancers. Um, and then we're going to have uh, a composer, with a producer, and then a couple other musicians kind of build that piece and working with some film people. Uh, and then I'm also... Um, working with a, a, uh, a designer who's going to make uh, some clothing um, parts that kind of using the palette of the, of, the, of the space we're using um, and then I, I will be actually making a few sculptures that are going to be kind of used as props um, which is something that I've kind of been intuitively doing already uh, like ever since I I get started my MFA program there's a lot of like theater and film people and they've kind of just like made me more aware of like in a way that sculptural objects that I'm playing with have this sort of prop-like uh, feeling to them. And I, and I think that comes also from like just thinking about like video games going back like where there's different like things that are just set. I'm like thinking about virtual reality and stuff. Uh, but the the goal is to eventually – Uh, have, like, a a film feature, or, like, a short film feature. And then it will probably go with my thesis, but I'm hoping to also, like, show it around. And um, I'm working with this one space to see if it's possible if they can um, collaborate in terms of uh, having it being shown in a lot of places and stuff. Um, So ultimately, yeah, it will be kind of, like, maybe no dialogue and more like using movement and sound as like uh what the, the work is going to communicate
0: that's exciting sound is a big part of what you what you do right and, and so in terms of that of that element because you made videos before and it, and it seemed that um, i was just watching the ikaro ones and, and they're they're talking about sound as um in different ways as as to me, kind of a transformative element, but it's also about listening in a way, isn't it? It's about um, hearing things in a different way, or, or maybe that's that's a stretch of my own interpretation. How how, how do you uh, think of no, I, in, in terms of, yeah?
1: No, I think that's pretty spot on, actually. Um, so a big influence for me has been uh, Pauline Oliveros and how um, her practice has, like, you know, it, she started as a classical train, accordion and, and whatnot. And uh, and then throughout, you know, her career, she started developing that idea of, of like, deep listening and, um, like, how deep listening or listening versus hearing, you know, like, hearing is more of, like, a literal experience of sound and how, like, hearing is more and it's something that kind of taps into, like, this sort of, philosophy and metaphysical space um and that's something that i've i've always been interested with sound and how it's like you know just for me going early on going to like concerts that have just uh, created an experience that is hard to even put into words uh you know and and like how sound is used in ritual and how uh you know these like stories like uh like, I was thinking about one time I heard that in uh, once in some tribes and in, uh, indigenous communities in uh, Latin America, uh, like, for them, the drum is, is more than just, like, an instrument. It's almost like uh, they think about it as, like, a horse that is supposed to carry you into this sort of other kind of uh, transcendental sort of trance-like space, and... And just like, uh, I'm in really interested in actually sound a lot in terms of research and thinking about, um, I was reading this one article and how they're kind of connecting um, the experience of like these, these sort of industrial sounds that we are encountering every day, like, uh, like machines and also trucks. Uh, subways and helicopters and even though we're so accustomed to you know hearing all these like drone sounds um, at a molecular level they're actually affecting uh, our bodies because you know their vibration their frequencies and and they're actually kind of creating like sort of this passive stress and and the, the so some of these scientists in the article are talking about how what's what's basically happening is that it's the stress is sort of linking to a lot of these uh like major diseases that you know that uh, we're experiencing in in our times like or 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 conditions like uh, heart problems and stuff like that so because there's like good stress bad stress and um so th- in a way they're tying how you know how 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 we think about like how we think about sound is very lighthearted, but it's actually like just as important as like, you know, our sense of seeing. And I think like sound in a way is kind of like how we're thinking about like the ocean versus space, like how we're more interested in exploring space and we know less about the ocean. I feel like that's kind of our relationship with sound and seeing. Um, and yeah, so just like I'm really interested in in all these topics and how and uh, they've become like a really great influence um, for me over the years.
0: Yeah, it sounds fascinating, and in the, in the performance sounds um, in a really exciting collaboration. I I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is kind of feeds into what you were just saying. But what are you reading at the moment?
1: So I've been mainly uh, reading like very quick. Uh, things, but I think something that i 've been spending time with is actually uh Nam June Pike, the artist. Uh, I just checked out this book and i 've just been kind of uh, reading through some of the small like writings he 's done um, and just i 'm just very fascinated in terms of like how they're they have this music background and um, how they sort of transitioned into art, but still kind of kept this very, like, free way of creating that still within those two spaces and sort of uh, pushing those boundaries of, of sound and visual and um, performance and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've been reading, I think it's called, it's just, it's just the title is just June Pike. Uh, but it's definitely an artist that I've, Becoming more and more um, like very interested in in terms of which is something like uh, parallel to what I do. It's just I'm I'm coming more from a visual background, but I still have like a music background, and so kind of playing with those two spaces back and forth. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really interested in his work overall, and just kind of doing a little bit of research and their use of technology and, um, also how their work is very, uh, it's able to reach a large number of audience. Um, that's something I'm interested in and having, creating a, a language that's, you know, broad and can be interpreted by most people. I like that. Um. Eric,
0: I want to wish you well with your work. It's really been a pleasure talking with you. Thanks so much for talking with me today.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.